Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the REC Podcast, brought to you by REC Comics and Collectibles. I'm your host, Roman Chavez, and with me as always... Eric Icarus. Eric. Yeah. Robots. Reboots. (laughs) Robots? Yeah. Robots are coming, guys. I'm terrified of it. Rebooted robots? Rebooted robots, yeah. God. Yeah, they were turned off, and then they were restarted. (laughs) Guys, we have digressed 25 seconds in again. (laughs) Yeah! Uh, That is the the name of the game. That is the name of the game. Uh, I want to talk about comic book reboots today. Yeah. Um, For those of you that are uh, the uninitiated, the... Comic book industry, they often try to do these cash grabs where they'll be uh, doing a comic book that is running for several hundred issues, and then they'll be like, well, we want to get new readers on, so we're going to put out a new number one. It's the same book, same series, same characters, but we're going to renumber the series. And as a collector, it is maddening. (laughs) There are so many versions of Uncanny X-Men like, I don't know what volume we're on, but if we're not on, like, <laughs> volume 10, I would be quite shocked. Like, we're getting close. And by volumes, I mean, like, okay, when when X-Men came out in 1963, it went for, you know, uh, you know 300 issues or whatever, and then, and then they restarted it at number one again. <laughs> and then that went on for, like, another 100 issues, and then they restarted it at number one again. Like, the past is still the past. The characters are still the characters, but they do this to try to get new readers on board. Okay, so like, this it, is it, it, it doesn't restart continuity, or does it restart continuity? Sometimes it does. Okay. There are examples of that that I think we'll get to. Okay. I, I always thought they did that because they roped themselves into a corner, and they're like, hey, we need to start over, man. It does feel that way, and you'll start to feel it in comics, too. Really? Yeah, you'll start to feel it where it's just like, man, like every six issues, it's just like this crazy event that's happening like they're not trying to spin a story they're just trying to do something crazy and blow up manhattan and blow up (laughs) xavier school the school like i would not say if i were a mutant i would not go to xavier school because that school is blown up so many times (laughs) that's often kind of the nexus the the crux of like we gotta start over so we're gonna do wolverine and the x-men at number one but you know it's just like oh but the events happened in uncanny and it's just, it's maddening. I am about to say, it sounds like a headache. If, if you had OCD, you couldn't be a comic book collector, maybe? No, I mean, it would, it would drive you nuts. Like, I get people, I know people who stopped collecting comics because, oh, they just restarted it again. <laughs> you know, because they feel like they have so many just, like, 20, 30-issue miniseries of Uncanny X-Men. But, say, but don't, okay, so if they were to go, they say they call it legacy numbering? They do call it legacy numbering. But I don't which know. Is, which is maddening, too. So maybe they're doing another volume of a, of a book. And then, you know, it'll be on issue 14, and they'll be like, you know what? We're going to go back to old numbering. So it goes from issue 14 to issue 600 and something. (laughs) Because those previous 14 issues then matter in the main continuity, but... You know, as far as your numbering goes, your, your numbers are going to take a jump. It's it's crazy. Okay, so is X-Men, like, probably the one that's most guilty of it? It's the most egregious. Marvel does it more than DC. Right. But DC is not to blameless in this. For sure. Because, um... I, Okay, again, I I'm a very very casual reader of comic books. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too into it. Basically, if me or your dad tells you to read something, you'll read. Boom! It. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, and if it's Daredevil, and if it's Daredevil, yeah. except this new Daredevil, I heard it's awful. <laughs> but um, okay, so let's say what is the new Fifty Two Man? I know this happened a few years ago, right? Oh, well, this is a few years ago now. Now, so, th- th- does this qualify as a reboot? Yes. 
And it was and it was meant to be a big reboot. Okay. Um, because they were changing the origins of the characters. Okay. Um, like for example, like they rebooted everything a few years back, and they called it the New Fifty Two. Okay. And when they did that, like Batman had only been Batman for like six years. Okay. So he was still kind of green around the gills. Like there's a point where Batman reveals himself to the Justice League early on. And he says, uh, oh, I'm Bruce Wayne of, of Gotham. And Hal Jordan says, who's Bruce Wayne? <laughs> so they were really trying to like, okay, guys, we're going to, we want to bring in some new fans. So we're going to be retelling origins. They introduced some new characters, kind of changed the way we got to some places. Okay. Like when the new 52 happened, Barbara Gordon had been shot by the Joker, but then had been healed. So and she it, wasn't Oracle. She ever. Was, they're making it seem like she was not Oracle, oh, which is bummer because Oracle mistake. is such a cool character. Yes, it was somebody that, and I think that 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 people who are were paraplegics um, could look up to. It's like, okay, I can't be a hero in the streets, but I can be I can be behind the scenes. It's be an asset no matter what your your defaults are. Yes, and I I've had I've met people with those disabilities say mm-hmm. that they love that Oracle character, yeah. bro. Yeah. And then to take it away like that? Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Okay. But it was kind of cool to see Barbara behind the cowl again. But then okay. it's like, okay, so we're having this reboot, but clearly the killing joke happened. Right. Okay. You know? For so sure. it, it wasn't a, a full-on reboot, but it was just like... But again, Batman had only been Batman for like six years. So, okay. so it just... It was, it was, it was clunky... And so many of the, the, the titles that were good before they did the New 52 then were not as good. Okay, like, so like, like your Green Lanterns or Yeah, or yeah. Superman. Like it, they left being a very, very good book. And the Green Lantern book was okay, but it didn't focus on Hal Jordan, which was the bright spot, is that it focused on Sinestro. Okay, but that's cool. But the War of Light, Parallax, like all of that had happened. So yeah, uh, it was it, it was yeah, just making, bizarre. It's confusing me. Yeah, it's like oh, in this six years, everything happened to Batman. Still, <laughs> I had a rough six years. Yeah, I had a rough six years. You know, <laughs> so it was just it was just very very it was just very strange. But there was some good that came out of it. But there was some bad that came out. Okay. Of it. Whereas before the fifty two, Batman was my least favorite Bat title. Okay. Batgirl was excellent, and Stephanie Brown was Batgirl, and kind of the person in her ear was Barbara Gordon. See? So it was like, cool. It was really interesting. It felt a lot like Buffy. Okay, there you, you go. Know, it, sure. was, it was so good. It was so funny. Did Joss write this? It, it, he did not, and oh, it would have been Bobby. awesome if he did. It might have been Peter Tomasi. I, I can't remember. I don't have it uh, on me right now, but, uh, but it was a fantastic series. Okay. And then they just kind of undid all of that very cool Stephanie Brown as Batgirl stuff. Huh. And and it really bummed me out because they were doing interesting stuff with that character. Right. Um, and then they did the new Fifty Two for like five years. Okay. And then DC does Rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> and they try to really link it to Doctor Manhattan. Oh, that's right. That's why we get the Watchmen in the universe. A bit, yes, a bit. Um, and yeah, it's just like I don't know. It was just. I'm okay with Batman Rebirth. Again, Batman is still a good book. Okay, it's the best book probably in the in the in the in the Rebirth world. Okay, but it's just it's just forced garbage too. It's just okay. like like why are you shoehorning the Watchmen into this? Yes. Or why are you trying to retell a story from a slightly different angle? Yes. Like if you're gonna retell something, go all out. Not yeah. like okay, we're gonna look at it slightly to the left. <laughs> yeah, like, like in the like in the New Fifty Two, they had Superman not be with Lois Lane. 
Okay, that's kind of cool. It was we cool. can get some cool story from that. It was because who did we get him with? Yeah. Wonder Woman. Perfect. Very interesting. It was cool to actually see that play out. Yes. Because Batman and, or sorry, Superman. Superman and Lois had been such an item since the 40s. <laughs> that's all I've ever remembered. That you couldn't, you couldn't do, you couldn't explore things with Superman as a relatable character. The most unrelatable character in all of comics sure. for the most part. Yeah. Without having him kind of slut it up a little bit. For sure. So we kind of had him be kind of, he was actually kind of a jerk too, which I didn't like. He was not your beacon of hope. He was kind of a like a like a douche. So okay. And so, so wait, was he still raised by Mom and Pa Kent? He was still raised by Mom and Pa Kent. Um, so why did he all of a sudden have a, this character defect where he's not the Boy, the Boy Scout? Scout. Yeah. And and they kept him from being the Boy Scout for a little bit, and then they they easily rever they reverted back to it pretty quickly. See, I would be okay with this if had they not had him raised by his uh, Mom and Pa Kent. Yeah. Like if they let's say he just got adopted, like. Say he was found by a rich family, mm -hmm. so he's got a sense of entitlement mm -hmm. to him. Then I can reconcile him being a, a, a D-bag. Yeah. So, okay, so that sounds interesting. The Wonder Woman stuff sounds like it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. They even, they even gave Superman and Wonder Woman their own comic. Like a, like oh, that's a cool. Comic. I can dig it, man. And it was yeah. very interesting. It was I can cool dig to it. kind of see, just kind of see him cut loose. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, uh, but, you know, but then they end up going back to what he was before. Okay. You know, just like, okay, we can't keep... Superman extreme or anything, so uh, we, we got to do something else. Um, part of the reason that, that we bring some of this up is because um, X Men is arguably a more of a flagship comic book than the Avengers are. Oh yeah, really? The movies have made the Avengers more popular oh, yeah. than the comics ever did. You go ten, like twelve years ago, X Men is all people knew. Yeah, Avengers, like who's that? Yeah, X-Men probably has the longest stretches of being good right. and the longest stretches of being bad. Wow. And we've got uh, this story coming out right now uh, written by Jonathan Hickman known as Powers of X and House of X. Okay. And we literally just came off of this very strange story, you know, a new Uncanny team. There was four or five. There's always a bunch of X titles. Oh, like, yeah. That's never changed. Yes, X-Men Blue, Gold... Uh, red, black, like all of these things, and then X Men can, Skittles. Yeah, right. And then you can have Excalibur and X Force and X Factor. Factor. You know, you can have all of these different X titles at any given moment. And it's fun. While it's fun to see people play in those sandboxes, sure. you also have so many different cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, and everybody's trying to make a pie, but it just you know some half of the pie or part of the pie is is Middle Eastern, part of the pie is <laughs> is, is candy, part of, you know it's just it doesn't it doesn't make for something good to eat, you know. And now you so have, is there a problem with continuity too? It's like, such <laughs> a problem with continuity. Oh my gosh! And then you have characters on teams that. You know, maybe Are they double dipping? Double dipping. It's like, oh, Wolverine's on every team and an Avenger. <laughs> you know, he's on every X title, X Force, and he's also an Avenger. And he's got know? a solo book. And he's got a solo book. And <laughs> and his kids are running around all crazy. You know, it's just it's it's hard to do. It's hard to handle. Um, you know. So, okay, do, do, all right. So is this is this a soft reboot or is this full on like okay none of this happened this is a soft reboot and it's like kind of it seems like it's going to be dealing with like X-Men is, is notorious and excellent at multiple timelines mm -hmm. and um, I've only read part you know we're, we're just at the beginning of yeah. this from Jonathan Hickman's run um, 
but it seems like we're going to explore more of the timelines and uh, timelines and maybe try to make them a bit more coherent. Right, because you're saying Moira McTaggart's in this book, right? Moira McTaggart seems like she's going to be a big part of the book and that they've... Uh, spoilers. I'm going to have spoilers for Powers of X number one, three, two, one. Uh, they're kind of making Moira McTaggart that she's been a mutant this whole time. In normal X-Men continuity, Moira, Moira and Charles... Uh, well, Moira makes two of the most powerful mutants out there. Yeah. Proteus yep. and Legion. Yep. Uh, Proteus, I don't remember if Xavier is the father. It's kind of alluded to that he is. Um, but then uh, Eric uh, Haller is Legion, who is like one of the most powerful mutants yeah. on the planet. Yeah. A big Eric uh, Icarus uh, character, <laughs> where it's uh, you know this character that has multiple personalities, but each one has its own mutant. Yeah, which is cool. They had a show, right? For a minute. Yeah, it's still going on. I think it's, it's almost done. Uh, first season was okay. I heard second season was good. I just again and again super year fatigue. Out. Check out the episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Jonathan Hickman's writing the story. I'm very excited about it. X Men is my favorite thing in comics. Always, a, always been, always been. That, that's really Roman's what, been diehard in the in the flesh X Men fan since I've known him since like '92. Yep, since yep. I was a, a, a little boy. Yes, you know? and and I'm excited about this. But it just is it because of Hickman. Is it because you know Hickman is such an amazing writer, he can maybe pull off such an odd concept of Moira changing, having a mutant power that she lives, relives timelines? Yes. And, you know, there's a few people out there that I, that I always give a pass on. Like, I will always read something they do. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has kind of worked his way into that list. Sure. But, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, um, Jeff Johns yep. is... is Everything he writes, I will read. Okay. And he's only let me down once. Yeah, what was that? Um, I'm trying to think of what book it was. Like, I've, I've even, like, forgotten the book. Because, because it, yeah, he's had so many hits. So many hits. The guy is so yeah. good. Jeff Loeb used to be in there <laughs> um, because of uh, Hush was so good. And then his Superman-Batman run was so good. Um, and But then he just, you know, fell apart. We've talked about it at great lengths here. Yeah. Um, Joss Whedon. Joss. I'll, I'll, Joss. Read, I'll read everything that Joss does. He's let me down a couple times. More really? Than, more than John's. More than wow. Jeff John's has. Okay. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. Um, Bendis is the king of starting a story. He cannot finish one to save his <laughs> life. Um, at least for me. You know, it's just a matter of taste. But I know a lot of people who think that Bendis writes a killer five issues. But when he writes a six issue, you're like, ah. Yeah. Ah, we dropped it. Yeah. Although his run on Spider-Man is... Pretty bomb. Is, is the best run on Spider-Man, yes. in my opinion. All of his Miles Morales stuff, all of those things are fantastic. But Jonathan Hickman, he wrote a story Eric really likes, Infinity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A few years ago. Introduced the Ebony Maw. Um, we get wrote, the Black Order in this, Yeah, correct? basically, yeah. Basically, the Black Order or Order or one of his babies. Yeah. Um, he wrote a run on New Avengers that was fantastic. His run on Fantastic Four oh, was that's right. so good. The Council of Reeds, the uh, Galactus being a herald for Franklin Richards. Just so much good stuff. And he's taken on this task of, of rejuvenating X. And that's great. Because, you know, we know that Marvel in the past has uh, has dropped the ball on reboots. Oh. Can constantly. we talk about Heroes Reborn? Oh my gosh. How can, <laughs> how can we talk about re uh, reboots and not talk about Heroes Reborn? Especially given the creative minds behind it. You know, they, they let... Our boy Jim and Chris Claremont do uh, X Men, um, which was the only. Yep. Well, actually, that wasn't Heroes Reborn. That was that was after that was he Chris Claremont and Jim Lee did X Men, 
and then Jim and all those guys leave to form that's Image. Right. Image, yeah. And then when they come, when Rob and Jim come back to Marvel, they get Heroes Reborn. That's right. Jim does Fantastic Four, yeah. Which I have Fantastic Four number one by Jim Lee, written, drawn, autographed. Nice man. And then Jeff gets uh, Avengers. He took the Avengers title. I can't and then even... Rob gets uh, uh, Captain America for some reason. Yeah, he gets Avengers and Captain America. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, and it's bad. It's bad. It's not drawn well. It's my least favorite Rob Liefeld art. Oh, now, say what, again. Again. Great length. Say what you want about him. There are there are pieces of Rob Liefeld art that I really enjoy. For sure. Uh, but we're not, did... we're not saying he doesn't have talent. The man's gifted, and again, yeah, he's got faults, but again, like you said, there are bright spots. Yeah, but his, his right. Captain America, I mean, if you're thinking, if you're thinking of the image no. I am, with his, I am. With his yep. big chest, <laughs> oh, it's the, it's, the, it's the worst. It's one of the worst pictures I've ever seen. Because, like, Heroes Reborn was, like, Marvel's attempt to, like, le- legit restart the yes. Marvel Universe. Yeah, we're going to start it all over. And it was because, like, from what I remember, it was Onslaught. Which, yeah. was, which was an amalgamation of Professor X and Magneto's consciousness coming together. Yes. And Made a very powerful um, being. Being named Onslaught. Initially, I think his name was Holocaust, but they had to change it. No, Holocaust was uh, uh, was the son of Apocalypse. Okay. And then they ended up changing him to... Um, oh, God, what is his name? The, uh, Holocaust Denier? <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, the internet's <laughs> screaming at us right now. They ended up making him... Genocide. 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 Okay. That's what they changed the name to because apparently that's uh, that's better. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it was definitely a, uh, a strange thing to do given especially the, the dynamic of who was in charge at Marvel and sure. all of that. Like, I don't know. Wait, it's very, it's, it's very senseless. It, there you go. To have, to have a Holocaust First, character. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so we, they, they, it called, this book culminates... With you know the Avengers, X Men, Fantastic Four going up against Onslaught, correct? Uh, Onslaught, and then what Frank, happens? Franklin Richards, like he creates a pocket universe, pocket universe to keep everybody kind of safe. And in this pocket universe, Heroes Reborn is is uh, uh, um, given to us. Yes, and it is, and it's it's all of your classic amazing characters except for X Men, I believe. Yeah, X Men weren't a part of the. Yeah, they were still in the main main yeah. universe. Um, yeah, it's, it's your we get Iron Man, Cap. All the Avengers. I like the redesign on Iron Man. Remember, he had those cool. like, weird tubes yeah. coming out of, yeah. the, out of the top. It looks cool. It it doesn't work, but it, it does, looks cool. Yeah, and I, I vaguely remember, because this was 95 or 6, and I read it, and yeah. being like, even as a child, knowing this was awful. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, at least Jim Lee's drawing Fantastic Four. Yeah, which, look at that. Google that artwork, and it's oh, amazing. It's fantastic. But then go ahead and Google... Captain America, Heroes Report. Yeah. And then you put them side by side. His Thor, God, his Thor was weird. <laughs> it's pretty whack. Very, very 80s metal look it's to totally, it. Totally. Yeah. It's like right off of a Man of War cover. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, seriously, like, seriously. <laughs> but it's funny because the backlash on this was pretty intense. Oh, it's right? huge. It was huge. Right. And not only just the backlash for, for rebooting the Marvel Universe, but like Jim and Rob leaving Image to come back to their slave masters in oh. Marvel Comics. There was a lot of people like uh, like old artists who like really were like, man, like these guys did, they were the dream. They did what none of us had the balls to do was leave Marvel Comics right. and start our own thing. And then they just came back. So they were looked at kind of in a weird way, like Uncle Tom's. In yeah, a way. very, like, very much so. Yeah, like, like, like big Judas. Kind yeah. Of thing. Okay. And uh, and it's funny because this Heroes Reborn thing 
um, it wouldn't last very long. And it then, didn't last a year, correct? Or maybe over maybe, a year, yeah, slightly like, over so, a year. So so little. And then and then Jim's never been back to Marvel since. Really? So, yeah. So that was Jim's straight up exodus from I, Marvel. I, Boom. I, as far as I remember, I don't think he ever came back from Marvel after. I think to Marvel right, after that. Man. And then now he's the co-publisher for DC. We will we'll probably never see Jim Lee draw professionally for Marvel again. Ever, huh? Which is just too Was it do you know maybe something? I know you have some ties. Do you know the reason behind that gossip, maybe? Why he's just never come back? You know, uh, I think it's just that uh, Marvel's not going to make him co-publisher. Of course not. Marvel's not going to. Marvel's not going to uh, uh, give him all the stuff that he got at DC. You're right. Because DC bought Wildstorm. Oh, so, they, that's so Wildstorm, right. So Wildstorm got absorbed into DC Comics. Like we see Grifter from time to time. Sure, and Grifter's awesome. Yeah, Grifter's arguably Grifter. the best Jim Lee creation outside of of of, uh, For of, sure. of, of the mainstream. And uh, yeah, it just seemed like you know. That they were just slave drivers, and yeah. and he could just never, you know, he got all this respect as being an artist, but he could never get the respect of like, oh, he could do other things. Sure, you know, the writing on his comics weren't weren't that good. You're right. Um, they weren't they weren't as strong. Yeah. Um, and then you know now he's you know synonymous with just Batman for the most part. Yeah. Now. You know, and Batman. it's funny you say that because for me he's still X Men. He's still X Men. He's still X Men. Like, if you told me Jim Lee was going to draw X Men next, I'd be the first person. In oh mind. yeah. Oh, I'd I know the it. First person. You'd in buy mind. all the books. I buy them all. You would. You would. You would get, <laughs> get another eight million copies sold out of me. If Jim came back to X Men, it would be, it would, it would shake the entire fabric of comic book universe. For, you know, it would be even crazier if it was, and I know you would just probably your head would explode. It would be Jim doing art and Joss doing the story. Oh you would just you would, your head would explode. It would, it would be insane. I would I would love it so much. But yeah, it's just oh man. If you it, could get, if you could get uh, uh, Jim and Todd McFarlane to go back to Marvel, because even Todd Todd, oh, Todd doesn't even oh Todd hate. Well, I don't know if he hates, but he 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 ain't come back from Marvel. He hasn't been back since when but since he left. It's been I don't think he's been back since he left. Uh, there, there may be some some odds and out uh, some ins and outs, but um, even now, like when there's been anniversary books of like Venom related stuff. Black suit Spider-Man related stuff. People have asked Todd, like, why don't you come and write something or draw something? Yeah. He's like, man, they're the competition because he's the president of Image Comics. Gotcha. Okay. And he's like, they're the competition. He's like, why would I help them sell Makes more sense. comics? It so, sounds like to me, there's like bad, some bad taste left in there. There's a ton mouth. of bad, except for Rob. Rob will go everywhere. Rob will do like Rob is probably the the most. He's probably the most successful freelance artist in comics. Sounds like it. He does DC. He does Marvel. He's publicly just like crapped on DC. He was doing Deathstroke, Hawk and Dove uh, during the New 52, yeah. Hawkman, and he left all of those books like at issue four. <laughs> he didn't even finish a story. Well, that's what he did to Heroes Reborn. That's what he did to Heroes Reborn. He, he, he wrote six episodes or issues a cap and then boom. Yeah. Because like, I guess everyone was like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. This sucks. Well, I'm out of here. Yeah, and then no, Jim stepped in. It's like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's funny because Rob always comes back to Marvel, but Rob does. Rob just does what he wants. Oh, fair enough. Like I, I like. Know. I can respect that. Yeah, and he does. Like, and, he, and even after he left, he's like, you know, and he was like, straight up, we had creative differences. Yeah. And uh, when it was for DC, and he, and and people were like, oh, you know, you this, yeah. He and he's like, look, I don't need to work for DC. I don't. Like, yeah, I don't he's done. He doesn't have to yeah. do anything. He's, you know, he's taken care of, man. He's fine. Yeah, he's a, he's made man in comics, and then people still want. And, and I think he does have some really cool covers. Yes, his proportions are different. Yes, 
Um, but I think Rob has. I mean, art's all about perspective, man. Yes. And that's how he sees the world. Yes. So yeah, I don't can, know if he's got a head injury, sure, or you know, maybe one one eye is just not seeing something, yeah. and it's fine, and whatever. But I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a problem with God. I don't think he, he's as good as he thinks he sure. is. But. I, again, I've said it countless times. I love his passion. Sure. The guy has passion. His enthusiasm, just watching him on, on videos and stuff. Yeah. Like, wow, this guy's... He's so excited. Yeah. He's yeah, so he excited about stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just watched him open a... Uh, he opened his very first Build-A-Bear. Somebody... I, don't, I think a fan sends it to him. No, it's and awesome. It was a, and it was a Deadpool Build-A-Bear. Oh, that's cute. And it was adorable. Yeah. And it was adorable watching him be sure. so excited about <laughs> it. You know? And that's... Say what you want. Style, personality. He has a genuine love for comics. Sure does. He's yeah. a... 50-year-old man, or almost 50, whatever, and his love for comics doesn't seem to have wavered. No, that's correct. Doesn't seem to have wavered. And he's given us a lot of great characters. Sure has. A lot of great characters. Some bad ones, too. And some bad ones. Check out the episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about it. Uh, So, in this world of reboots, you know, it goes hand in hand. I just... I feel like DC has managed to pull it off a little better than, than the Marvel. If we're speaking strictly of the big two. Yeah. I so, feel like Marvel has definitely dropped the ball. I feel like you've said that. You say Marvel has amazing concepts, but they can't deliver. Yeah. And DC is just all around, just manages it to, to, yeah. to, to be... D- DC will be very consistent. And yeah. Then, and, Even and though the be... reboots. They, they, it, yeah. Like you said, was it great? No. Serviceable. Yes. Yes. One good book. Yes. Marvel, no good books. <laughs> it, it, gets, it gets tough, man. I'm excited for Powers of X. Yes. Um, and yeah, and that's, X. What, you know, that's what started this conversation. We... Um, Talking about this, and uh, Roman, you really seem legit like you're stoked for this. I'm like, very stoked for it. Anytime X-Men, when X-Men is good, the rest of the industry is doing well, too. And, but you did mention in, in a few episodes ago, like, when X-Men is good, you get a pit in your stomach. Yeah. Because you know the next wave's going to suck. Yeah, like, you ride it. It's like the stock market more, <laughs> more than anything else. It's just like, it's like that gambler's high, too. You know, it's like, oh, I'm on a hot streak. And, but in the back of your head, you're feeling that that doubt. It's like, okay, hot streaks end. They end. They end. And X-Men is the most egregious. When it's good, it's the best book sure. out there. Yeah. And come at me if you say different. But when it's bad, it's the worst book out there. Because you have ensemble, and you're just ruining all of these characters at once. Right. You know, you can only kill Xavier so many times. You can only... Well, he's dead now. He's back. Is he, is he back? He's back. Okay, yeah. see? He's in a younger body. Of, <laughs> it might be a dupe. Or actually, I think he's in Phantom X's body. Phantom X stayed behind. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Phantom X stayed behind in the Shadow Realm and is, like, battling the Shadow King. And he allowed Xavier to, like, get out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's great. You tell me Charles Xavier's like, cool, I'm just going to leave you here to fight my yeah, mortal See enemy. ya, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy, like, him, him, like, Xavier and Magneto aren't mortal enemies. They're friends. They're friends, yeah. But, like, his actual mortal enemy is the Shadow, is the Shadow King. King, man. They fight yeah. all the time. They do not see eye to eye on anything. No. Well, one's just straight up evil. Of all Farouk. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Uh, uh, when we were kids, do you remember that when we were I kids? I do. And we would, like, say, who is this guy's, what's his real name? Right, and right. we would do that. And dude, Amal Farouk and in Sabah Noor for uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just stay in my head. For sure. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time remembering my kids' birthdays, but, <laughs> but the Shadow King, Amal Farouk, uh, is, is, is in my head, which might not be the best thing. <laughs> I think it's great, man. <laughs> oh, and my God. And on that God. note, I believe that's our show, guys. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, kind of a comic book tirade, but man. No, just... I mean, it's about these reboots. I want to know if there are any out there that worked. 
I don't know any, man. New 52 Batman worked. Okay. New 52 Batman, because we get the council, the, the Court of Owls. All oh. that stuff was very, very okay, cool. Okay, cool, man. Very cool. Okay. And in this rebirth line, Batman is still a pretty solid book. We're supposed to be getting three Jokers at any flippin' day now. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear that storyline, but yeah. it's a whole, uh, man. It's, it's always jarring. And yeah. that's kind of the, the, the side effect of it, is that it's always like, oh gosh, here it comes. Right. Another Batman number one. <laughs> and, then, and then what's even worse, too, is that you might have Batman, and then you've got All-Star Batman, and then you've got Detective Comics, and then you've got Batman and the Outsiders, and then you've got uh, Batman and Justice League Dark. Like, it's just so, so much. those all go to number one. And then they all go to number one. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, oh my gosh, I guess I'll put this behind Justice League Dark number seven that was supposed to be Justice League Dark number, uh, instead of Justice League Dark number one. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Oh, it's giving me it's, a headache. It's tough. It's tough. And you got to want it, boys and girls. You have got to want it. I believe that's what I've learned on today's that's show. That's what I learned. What, you, that you got to want, want it. You've got to uh, want to go through this, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, Yikes. We are gluttons for punishment, those of us in the comic book community. Uh, like, I just get to sit back and watch, and it's awesome. I've got guys who come into the comic book store, and they're like, I want to buy every number one that comes out. Really? And uh, I had a customer very recently who was like, how many X-Men number ones am I going to get? And it's like, they just start it over, man. They just do it all the time. <laughs> well, boys and girls, that has been our show. If you like what we're doing, please hit the subscribe button. Give us a like. Leave us a comment. Give us a topic to talk about. If there's yeah. something you're interested in and you want to say, hey, what's Eric's take on that? Let's figure that out. Sure. Give us a message on uh, Instagram, at REC Comics. Buy uh, some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what's going on there. Um, again, if you want us to talk about something interesting, or yeah. hey, you guys suck talking about uh, Heroes Reborn. I loved Heroes yeah, Reborn. Yeah, if there's <laughs> something that worked for you, let me know why it worked for yeah. you. Yeah, I want to know. Legit. We want to make the show interesting for you guys. We appreciate you rolling with us. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. I have been your host, Roman Chavez. Still Eric Icarus. And we will catch you guys next time.